0: Now, that, speaking of uh, lingerie, <laughs> straight into this, nice segue. That really <laughs> tickled me somehow. Uh, Limerick lace has been described as the most famous of all Irish laces and Maud Kearney was one of the driving forces in that industry in the early 1900s. Maud's granddaughter, Gráinne McElligott, has donated a collection of Maud's work to Limerick Museum. And Gráinne joins me now to tell me all about your amazing grandmother. How are you, Gráinne?
1: I'm great, thank you. And thank, thank you. you for inviting me here.
0: Oh, it's great to see you. Mm-hmm. And I actually have, you brought some of the examples of, of your grandmother's work in the lace. It's stunning, stunning. Thank you. So yes. who was Maud Carney?
1: <laughs> very good question. Well, she was a very energetic um, and um, dynamic person in the, at the end of the 1800s, early 1900s, when she initially... Um, studied design in the Crawford School of Art in Cork and then she taught there also. And then she developed her own company um, called the Thomond Lace Industry in the early part of the 1900s and went on to the wonderful... um, Collections that she created then after
0: that. So, she, she give the listeners context, she was born in 1873 and she lived to 1963. Yes. Amazing human. Yes. And uh, for over 50 years, she ran that company, yes, the Thomond Lace Industry. Yes. Uh, and I've, we've been reading about her this morning. She's, she's just a remarkable woman. But let's just tell people who might not know, everybody in Limerick knows, of course, and I know about Limerick Lace. But what is Limerick Lace? Why is it so good?
1: Because I suppose the essence of, of any lace, especially of Limerick lace, is in the delicacy of the stitches. And when you see the lace itself and you see the tiny, tiny stitches that are used to to form patterns and designs all over the lace, from um, head, from veils and um, to all sorts of other examples like a lot of handkerchiefs and...
0: So so what it's, I do know about Limerick Lace is, and this is why Maud was a okay. genius. So Limerick Lace is, uh, I studied design, that's why. I'm Limerick right. Lace yeah. is a combination of two forms. So she started to use a machine so she could make more basically, but it still had the delicate right. hand finish. No?
1: No, she never used machines. She, all hands. All, all, all of her work was hand done. Ah, yes. okay. Yes. okay, yes.
0: And so she was a big part of your growing up.
1: Well, she was. She, she, she came and lived with my family when I was quite young and history, I think, sort of repeated itself when she indoctrinated me into the intricacies of lace making. And that's what formed my love for needlework and, as I call it, the art of the stitch Right. Um, at that stage. And as yes. you
0: said, she studied at Crawford School of Art. Yes. But then uh, when did she set up her business?
1: She set up a business at the beginning of the 1900s, 1903, 04, I think.
0: And when you think of that, like... In, extraordinary. It's extraordinary. It is extraordinary, Absolutely. isn't it? I mean, Absolutely. We, sh- we shouldn't just gloss over that. So she, 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 she lived in Thomond Gate. Well, she,
1: when she married, she went and lived in Thomond Gate and they had a beautiful house there on the banks of the River Shannon. And um, she used to bring in... Um, lacemakers to whom she trained to a very high standard of, of needlework. They used to work on large trestle tables in her home there in in Gate, And also then she had outworkers whom she provided uh, with the the net and the the needles um, and the thread to make the lace to her patterns because she drew hand drew all her own patterns of which there's a very extensive collection now in Limerick Museum, oh, wonderful um, as well as a lot of her lace.
0: Yes. Uh, the other the thing that jumped out at me <laughs> is she she as you said outworkers which you could you could move past that quickly but actually she facilitated women earning a living. While running their own homes,
1: exactly. That's, that's, exactly. She was so ahead of her time at that stage, uh, wasn't yeah. she? Just yeah. yes, yes.
0: Uh, and how did that come about? Do you know? She just started. She needed to grow the business, so she found well, women.
1: Like, oh yes, I mean obviously this was something that she couldn't just undertake on on her own. It's very very time consuming, and so as you say, like she advertised and she found a lot of women who were very very anxious to. To work, but also who were very, very or excellent needleworkers, whom she trained, as I say, to a very high standard, and so they produced all the net, uh, all the lace, rather that she then exported both to Europe and to the United States.
0: So, and she also she, she trained them. She taught. Them she to, trained them. Yeah, she, she, yes. she actually hands-on trained. the Hands-on training. Well, yes,
1: wow. yes. Yes. Which she trained in the Crawford. Um, gallery in Cork in lace making.
0: And, but then they offered her a job when she graduated. Is that correct? She,
1: well, she, she worked, yes, when she graduated she worked there for a short number of years. Um,
0: so she was in, kind of a, she's a master lace maker. She's probably oh, one of the world's best.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: And so yes. at the at the peak of the business when she's exporting all over the world she had how many employees?
1: She had anything, maybe 50, 60 I wow. don't know that we know the exact number, but in or about that number, working for her. Wow! Yes,
0: and so she's making this lace. She's exporting. Yes, she's <laughs> like she's she, she all over the world. So she went to market and, and promote the lace.
1: She she marketed it herself throughout, as I say, in Europe and in the United States long before there were any state grants. Um, you know, to go about doing something like this. So she was a formidable, wonderful, wonderful, very adventurous woman um, to to set out on that path. Uh,
0: I've, 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 there's loads. There's so much in this human. She's incredible, <laughs> as are you. But uh, how long does it take to teach somebody to make oh. lace? Can you tell me that?
1: Uh, You can't put a time on. Anything to do with stitching, I think, is... is, It's a um, lifelong... um, It's absolutely, yes, yes. And some people pick up the tricks of the trade and, you know, the, the, the methods with which to work faster than others. Some are more dexterous than others. So it just depends.
0: So I'm from a family. My grandmother was a crochet... Yes. Pa- and my mother's a dressmaker. So, I, I, yeah, and some people are better with pattern and some people are better with cutting and some people are better. Yes. Yes, so. yes. But your, Maud was particularly this, a master of lace and she really understood the business. So, off she goes around the world to market yes. the business. So th- we're talking in. She stumbled. <laughs> this story really jumps out at me. She stumbles across the Olympic Games in 1936
1: in Germany. <laughs> tell, tell me about that. Yes. What happened? Like, um, she, and she went. <laughs> well she, yes yes she did and I, I gather it was it was quite an extraordinary experience for her. i i don't know all that much about that past part of her history i'm afraid yeah but your family um, still have
0: brochures oh we
1: still have yes from the i olympics. still i still have brochures from the olympics in 1936 yes.
0: before the second world war yes your yes. grandmother was at the olympics it's That's just right. mind blowing yes. yes. so um she starts making money She's doing well, and then she buys property. So she starts flipping property. Like she's, she, she, yes. she really is a maverick in many ways, wasn't she?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. She she bought properties for her her four daughters and her her son, who sadly um, was deceased in his in his mid twenties. Um, but she bought properties all basically around Dunleary, which is where she went to live when she when they moved from Limerick. They moved to Dublin, they moved to a lovely house called Largo House in Rathmines which is still in existence um, there. And then from there they moved out to Dun and she bought in Clorinda Park. She had a number of houses there in Clorinda Park and she also bought that beautiful house called La Scala on Sorrento Road <laughs> um, where my parents She had good taste in <laughs> where, Exactly, where my parents went to live and um, I think after a couple of years of going up and down, something like 30 or 40, steps (laughs) Step, Stone step. steps <laughs> up to the house and then down to a gate at the bottom which opens straight out onto the road yeah. not even a pavement <laughs> on it so I think um, after a few years there that that had to go it, it wasn't a suitable sort of family home um, any longer But
0: So she's flipping <laughs> property she's travelling the world she's going to the Olympics
1: She's, yes.
0: she's amazing and I, I, as you said she passed her skills on to your mother and on to you as well Yes and Was yes. that important to her to pass the skills on in the family?
1: Oh, I think very important, very important yes, um, and I do recall like when I was knee high to a grasshopper sitting at her knee and with this needle and thread with very shaky hands um, <laughs> making enormous stitches <clears throat> which were not compatible with lace making um, until I improved ever so slightly but it, it's, it's engendered a sort of a, a love of the art of the stitch as I call it um, and
0: what, so you you can you're a lace maker now as well.
1: No 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 no. no I'm a textile artist. Oh, okay. And I make um, using the quilt as a medium. I make art for wall spaces. Oh, beautiful. Yes. Yes. yes as yeah. opposed to, um, and I work with silk, which is really. Gorgeous. So
0: and when she taught you to to stitch for lace, you didn't you didn't bite. You didn't.
1: I well no. <laughs> it was I one of the main reasons I suppose was because it was um, you know the results took to, to produce a tiny piece of lace took hours upon hours. Whereas um, I was more interested I suppose in wonderful colour and design and pattern and that. So I took a slight. Um, a, a slight it's turn. A slight but turn, a, exactly. Yes, yeah,
0: you're a quilt maker. Yes. The, and a textile artist, really, as you said yes. there. But um, before we, uh, I'm looking at some of your work here. Before we talk about this, uh, I'm looking at a picture of a, a woman in one of a 1920s sports car. And it's your Yes, it's, it's your my grandmother. grandmother. My and she grandmother. had this, sp- like women, there probably wasn't very few cars in Limerick. Never mind and women very in very few
1: women drivers. Yes. <laughs> yes.
0: And she yes. got herself a sports car. Tell me about yes. that. Yes.
1: Yes. Well, other than what you see there before you, um, which is that wonderful, wonderful Saxon sports car, um, which he drove for for quite a number of years, Um, um, I'm afraid I don't know too much about the background of, of this particular car, but...
0: Yeah, it's amazing. Yes. She, she, well, yes. I'm saying, I wonder if uh, <laughs> uh, anybody remembers her flying around in her sports Flying car, around Limerick. In her sports car, yeah. <laughs> yes. Now, yes. I'm, lo- I'm looking at your work. There are parallels between your life and your grandmother's really. Both of you designed and created your own work. You both taught and travelled worldwide with your work. Yes. You both had your work commissioned in New York and you both ensured that the art of the stitch continues to survive. Yes. Is that true?
1: This is, yes, this is Maud's legacy. I like to look upon it as that she has passed on to me and that she also passed on to all of the people who worked with her. And I like to think that that legacy I have been passing on also, albeit in quite a different direction um, or slightly different direction um, through the art of the quilt as well, and um, but that all is part of her legacy, and I like to think that that's going on now through other generations as well, and hopefully will will spread. Because I've been teaching and lecturing sort of around the world, from the west coast of America to St. Petersburg in Russia, and numerous countries in between over my years of of involvement.
0: Amazing! You know? That's actually yes. amazing. And I'm looking here, 92. You were acknowledged for your contribution to the field of quilt making, which is a, it's a global. Oh, a area absolutely. A field in art, art field yes. and you were awarded the Michael Kyle Memorial Scholarship and in 97 the Tyrone Guthrie Centre and Kildare Council Regional Bursary
1: yes. in Yes so, which, was, which was wonderful So yes.
0: mirroring your grandmother you're like top of your, your field in quilt making <laughs> and your work is beautiful well, I'm looking at it here
1: Thank you Thank you. Yes. Yeah, it's really stunning. Yes, I've I've certainly enjoyed that aspect of it very much. Yes, lovely
0: text here. Hi, Brendan. It's wonderful to hear the artistic accomplishments of women celebrated on the airwaves. I hadn't heard of Limerick Lace before your segment this morning, uh, nor of the formidable Maude Kearney, Susan Malahide. That's lovely to hear. Isn't That's it? wonderful.
1: Yeah. Yes. So yes. tell me, uh, just tell me so now
0: about the collection you donated.
1: Well, my mother inherited this wonderful collection of, of hand drawn patterns and and They're lace
0: I'm looking at from them,
1: yeah. my, my grandmother in two beautiful small Hessian covered suitcases which Maud used to carry with her when she travelled around. She used to go to Belgium to buy her hexagonal lace, um and her, her um muslin, very fine muslin cloth and the the threads that she used for for lace making. And um
0: Yeah, I'm looking at it's called The Art of the Stitch The Enduring Legacy of Margaret Kearney Yes And it's to mark the 150th anniversary of her birth
1: Yes, she was born 150 years ago um, this year and I inherited these wonderful suitcases as I say, from my mother and I always wanted them to go back to Limerick to the city of their birth basically and where they I felt where they belonged. But because there wasn't up until relatively recently there wasn't um a museum in Limerick where they where I could donate them to. Um I sort of have kept them for the past fifty plus years. And um and then just this year, it being the hundred and fiftieth anniversary <coughs> of her birth, I thought was very appropriate to donate it to the now Limerick Museum um,
0: And there's hundreds of pieces
1: There are hundreds of pieces of beautiful hand-drawn hand-drawn patterns and wonderful pieces of of lace as well and so the exhibition opened there just a few weeks ago in Limerick Museum and it's going on until the end of January so I'm hoping that a lot of people will go to have a look at it because I think it's a very special exhibition I think And I could be corrected in this, but I think that it's possibly one of the largest privately held collections of Limerick lace, certainly in the country. And so it was with great pleasure that I was able to hand it over on behalf of my family.
0: I love how you said there's two lovely pairs of elbow to cuff lace pieces, so forearm pieces. How stunning!
1: Literally, yes. And so from the
0: cuff to the elbow. From the
1: cuff to the elbow. Elegant. Two beautiful pairs of those. There are wedding veils. These are all on exhibition in 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 Limerick. Um, as well as all sorts of smaller pieces like beautiful collars, rounded collars, V-shaped collars. Um, jabots for men. Um, What's a jabot? Oh, a jabot is like a little bow tie with a, with a small piece down Ooh, I'd love um, a jabot. below it. Je t'aime <laughs> a jabot. I love the sound of that. i never heard of a jabot.
0: Uh, yes. So it's called The Art of the Stitch, it's, the Enduring yes. Legacy of Maude Carney, and it's now on in the Limerick Museum to mark the 150th anniversary of her birth. Her birth. And yes. it sounds absolutely wonderful. Uh, Grania MacGallie got uh, her granddaughter. Thank you so much for telling us all about it. Thank you And thank you, you for donating much. the Thank you so much. Have a happy Christmas. Let's take a break.